Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh-uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, no, no, no. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we've got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride on this Waddle Wednesday. What open phone lines for you? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. And Cap, yesterday during our show, Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Bears, got a chance to speak to the media. Later on, it was Matty Reflus, the head coach for the Bears, talking to the media as well at the Combine in Indianapolis. And one of the things that stood out to me about Ryan Poles and what he told the press, he used a phrase, an idiom, called uh, do right by. He used that. I used to hear that as a kid. My mom saying that to a relative or to a friend. You know what? I got to do right by you by being able to do this. Or we got to do this together. I got, you know what? I missed this occasion, but I, I got to do right by you. That's the first time I heard it when my mom said it to a, one of her friends. And I heard... Ryan Pohl say, we have to do right by Justin Fields. It's not that we're still making our evaluation of the quarterback position, but when you offer the phrase, the old idiom, I got to do right by, that'll be all for Justin Fields. Meaning that I'm going to place him in a position where he can succeed. I'm not going to just dump him off to the side of the road. He's done a lot for us in the, the Chicago Bears. So I got to do right by him by saying, you know what, when we trade you, that we're going to put you in a position where you could start or you can succeed because of what you've done for the franchise. Do right by is all I needed to know yesterday. You heard the same thing. I went back and listened to it over and over again yesterday. I was locked in on the station. We had baseball going and then into Waddle Sylvie, into Black and Abdallah, and I'm all over social media reading, and I'm trying to gobble up everything. And again, Justin is a wonderful athlete. He is a really good person. He's a good football player. He's not a great football player. And the Bears are chasing greatness with the unique opportunity of having the number one pick. And all we have continually said is they're moving on because, A, they evaluate the floor and the ceiling of Caleb Williams to be better long-term than Justin Fields. That does not mean Justin's a boob or a bad player or a bad guy. He's good at all those things. They just don't believe he's going to get them where they want to go. They're going to take that shot with the number one pick. And all of a sudden, Ryan Poles is honest. He's the most honest executive I've dealt with in this town on the record. Off the record, Jim Hendry and Jed Hoyer, um, Theo Epstein, those guys were super honest. Ryan Pace, not at all. 
No, he never lied. Yes. He just wouldn't engage. Mm-hmm. And I had a good working relationship with him. Wouldn't engage. Certain guys won't. John Paxson, he was. Arturis, I don't even know if he and Eversley live in Chicago. They may be on a remote island somewhere because they do nothing. But what we heard yesterday was a man who treated Justin with class, who said, I'm going to try and do right by him. I don't want him to live in the gray. No one wants that. And I will keep his camp updated on this. So I expect the trade to come down at any time. Ryan Poles, his motivation to trade feels before the trade deadline or before free agency. It just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this. Um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do, if we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. Yeah, so I've always felt, and I told uh, told him this after uh, the season when we had our exit meetings, that you know transparency and communication is, is key in these moments. Um, and I told him we will do that. So I've been in contact with his team and, and kind of let him let them know like what we're looking at, um, how things might play out, um, and that we'll continue to communicate as we move forward. Again, I understand how uncomfortable that is for him. Um, but again, like I told him, and he understands, I think he said it the other day too, it's, it's part of this business. It is a unique situation. So, uh, But yeah, I'll continue that communication. Poles also a listener of the Browns Brothers podcast, apparently, because Poles pretty much quoted from that podcast that we played last week. So he's heard from Justin Fields, either through text messages, through his camp, or that podcast of what Justin's thinking. But you don't want to live in the gray. That's the worst, Cap. There's black, there's white. But when you live in the gray, gray is boring. When you live in the gray, that means everything's up in the air. You want to be sure when you're a businessman, when you're a general manager, of exactly the direction that you're going in. And at this point in time, while Justin Fields is on vacation, he doesn't know if he's a bear. He doesn't know if he's a stealer or a falcon. He doesn't know where he's going. So this is why Ryan Poles pretty much told a lot of different outlets, including Wallen and Silva yesterday, that he's going to do right by Justin Fields. And that way that the situation will not be murky anymore, that the bears are going to move on and go with a rookie quarterback, more than likely. I, I don't see a scenario where they're not trading him and bringing in a new quarterback. There is no scenario where they're going to keep him and have a rookie quarterback that they take in the top ten. They have two top ten picks. If you told me they're going to draft someone in the fifth round, okay, that's a different story. But that's not what's going on here. They're going to take Caleb Williams. I truly believe that. I know there are people out there thinking they're going to trade down, take J.J. McCarthy, develop him, keep Justin. It's not going to happen. You do not openly stand at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, Indiana, and talk about trading your franchise quarterback, your face of your team, good guy who said, I'd rather stay in Chicago all my career and go, we're going to do right by him and I'll keep his team apprised and blah, 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 blah. And right now I don't have any trade talks that have popped up, but we'll see what comes along. You don't do that and then go, hey, Justin, Ryan, I decided to keep you. What? No, it's not happening. And I think today is his interview with Caleb Williams. Mm -hmm. So that'll be step one in their official get to know each other, and then they will meet again when Caleb comes to Chicago. He will be here 
as part of what's called your 30 visits. You get 30 visits for prospects. He'll be here for a couple of days. They'll have a bunch of different things with him. He'll be on the board whiteboarding with Shane Waldron and the quarterback coach and all of it. And they've tried to put a new infrastructure in. And then you got to go continue to put talent around him. Longtime broadcaster Joe Madison, who'd recently passed away, would use this phrase out here on the radio. He'd say that you have to hear with a third ear. And it's one thing that you have your left ear and your right ear, but there's a third ear with this. And here's where I'm going with this. Cap, the one thing that you're sure about from the press conference from Ryan Poles and all the places that he spoke was that Jalen Johnson is going to be a Chicago Bear. No doubt. Now, that was cemented, locked in. When he talks about re-signing Jalen Johnson, it was not murky. It's pretty clear. Yeah, I've been very open about that. Um, I have a great relationship with Jalen, um, and we've built that trust over a long period of time. Um, I want him here for a, for a long time. So uh, we're in the mix of, of getting that done now. I feel good about it. We've uh, we've come strong with our you know cash flows, guarantees, uh, the term of the contract, um, and I know all of those things were important to him. Uh, as I texted him, I can't I can't give him everything that he wants. <laughs> you can't just hand right? over the contract he wants. Yeah. Um, but I, I can do some really cool stuff for him uh, to set him up for for life, but also um, get him in a spot where he can play free, mm. um, be himself, continue to grow off the season that he had last year. I love the turnovers that he had. That changed the outcome of games, and that's important to us. He showed that he can do that. Um, he had leadership. He brought other guys with him. Tyreek Stevenson's growth from the beginning to the end has a lot to do with Jalen. Um, John Hoke as well, but Jalen really pulled him aside and, and did extra with him, so you saw his growth. Um, so I love everything about Jalen. So I'm hoping we get this done soon. I'd rather not do the whole tag thing. So Ryan Poles is as clear as day saying, oh, yeah, we're going to get Jalen Johnson. We're going to make sure we lock him in because we know that he's the future of the football team. Now, on the side of Justin Fields, that part of the conversation, murky. That's all you need to know, Cap. It wasn't say he's when, when Poles wants someone or wants something, he will directly tell you. It's, it, it's not kind of a sleight of hand. It's no magic trick. He'll just tell you right out, yeah, you know what? We know that Jalen Johnson is up, and we want to make sure that he gets taken care of. We've contacted his people, no question. Well, Justin, well, we want to do right by Justin. Right. It wasn't saying, well, Justin's our quarterback. Because usually that's the old Lovey Smith lament. So-and-so is our quarterback. That's where we're going. Poles didn't say that. He did not. I, I like every now and then, maybe a third of our audience on social media will say, well, you know, maybe Poles is a poker player. No, he's pretty direct. Pretty direct. You could tell that when it comes to Justin Fields, he's looking to move on. Only because the other things he's talked about, other players he's talked about, he's been direct about. Now, even some of the best general managers wouldn't even talk about Jalen Johnson. Yeah, we're looking at the position. He's telling you up front, yeah, we want him on the football team. He can't get everything, but we're going to pay him. Not a lot of GMs say that. Not a lot of them are that forthcoming with that kind of information. Cap. Correct. Polls is, and that's the difference. I don't want to use the franchise tag, but he, you know, you could read between the lines. I will if I have to. He ain't going anywhere. That's but I, but I'm, what I'm illustrating to you is the difference between I directly want this guy, and are we going to try to do right by Justin? Right difference. Like you different, just different don't tone. say that. Yeah, yeah. Then you kind of know, uh, Shay. Yes, sir. What do you think, man? <clears throat> About the trade? What do you What do you think of of Ryan Poles? There's a difference between how he talked about Jalen Johnson 
and how he's talking about Justin Fields. Uh, yeah. Clearly, he wants Jalen Johnson to be here. Like, yeah. when you say you got a guy, look, I think he doesn't want to use the tag, like he says. That's disaster scenario generally for a general manager when you have to get a player to play on the franchise tag. But he's committing to a guy. Like, it's clear to me Jalen Johnson is going to be on this football team going forward, and the goal is long-term. Yeah, sounds like it to me. Yeah, the one thing is the tag deadline to use the franchise tag mm-hmm. is... March 5th, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. So if they don't have a deal done by then, then he will tag him. Doesn't mean they can't get the deal done three days later and take the tag off. It's not a binding thing. So he's going to be a bear, so everyone can stop wondering about that. And then you're exactly correct. No one openly stands in front of 10 different interviews. I listened to him on Waddle and Sylvie. Mm-hmm. I watched the press conference and listened to it. We carried it here. Stacy Dales did a great interview with him. And she was like a dog on a bone to give her a credit. She was awesome. Yeah. She just kept going one after another. Well, tell me about Justin with this. What about Justin with that? What about trade talks with that? And Ryan didn't bat an eye. No. I want to do right by him. He's been good to our, you know, to me, means a lot to me. Like, tell me you're trading him without telling me, yeah, he's definitely gone and we're taking Caleb Williams. <laughs> so so let's ask this question. Shay, let's open the phone lines. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Did Ryan Poles tell us that he's trading Justin Fields without telling us? Also still to come, Waddle and Sylvie had a chance to talk to Ryan Poles and asked a very key question about Really, the legacy of Ryan Poles and the Bears. You'll hear that coming up next and your phone calls. Courtney Cronin comes your way at 735. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Cap and Jay Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Good morning. Weekday morning, 7 to 10 on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We'll hear from Courtney Cronin from Indianapolis at the Combine coming up at 735. Go to the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you download that app. That way you miss nothing from ESPN Chicago. All the shows and all the extra content is right there. ESPN Chicago app. Download it today. Because if you downloaded it, you can go to Waddle and Sylvie and hear their full conversation with Ryan Poles, general manager of the Chicago Bears. How about this question, Cap? Among a lot of questions that they asked Ryan Poles in their sit-down yesterday, is there any concern that this quarterback decision that you'll make with Caleb Williams will be defined, the defining moment of your career? No, oddly enough, and I think it's just because of the group of people I have around me um, and some of the experience that I've gone through in the past, um, I feel, feel really good about the situation. There's a level of, of confidence and poise. Um, as we go about this, um, I know, shoot, I was at the Blackhawks game the other day and I, I heard uh, basically a debate in the middle of the lobby with about 100 people of what we should do, which I find fascinating. And I love the energy that our fans bring. Um, but the one thing is that, you know, I don't move in fear of, of getting it wrong. You know, I really focus on uh, getting this thing right. So um, I got a ton of confidence that everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to. Boy, you have to have confidence and ice water in your veins when you make moves. No matter how big or small, you got to make sure, like, you know what, I'm doing this with confidence and swagger and a chip on my shoulder in hopes that you get it right. 
A hundred percent. And now I disagree with him. And you know, I'm a huge polls fan. I really like Ryan a lot. I think he's done a really good job. But I disagree with him when he said right at the start, he says, no, I don't. Isn't that how he started the answer? No, oddly enough, and I think it's just because of the group of people I have around me um, and some of the experience that I've gone through in the past. Um, I feel feel really good about the situation. This okay. Week. No, I, however he phrases that, I disagree with him. Because if he keeps Justin and Caleb Williams goes somewhere else and is C.J. Straub part two or heaven forbid, Patrick Mahomes in someone else's uniform, and he's playing on you know, late in January and into February every year. We passed on that guy, too? Yeah. You're done. You're done. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Pace, for as hard as he worked, and he had some hits, whether it was Roquan or Jalen Johnson, he's had some good picks. He's had some horrible picks. And he's now in a supporting role in Atlanta. Yes. That's just a fact of life. Yeah. You don't do well enough, you're going to get fired. But what is he most known for? Mitch Trubisky. Sure. Nobody cares. All right, you missed that Kevin White, whatever. It happens. You left Mahomes, and you're going to live with that forever? Yeah. And you took Mitchell Trubisky, mm-hmm. who's going on his fourth team? Oh, God. Well, if you pass on Caleb Williams to stay with Justin... And you don't get there, and Justin's just not good enough. You're done. No your, question. Your bosses will call you in eventually and go, "Hold on a second. We had the number one pick two straight years, and you missed on Stroud and Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Get out." Yes. Conversely, if you draft a quarterback, there's no guarantees here, and Justin goes somewhere else and plays well. They'll be like, "All right." The pick didn't work. We put the right infrastructure. We try. He may get another bite at the apple. For me, this is a no-brainer decision I think, from his perspective. I think that one of the things, if you are the bosses of, of Ryan Poles, if, say, for instance, Fields still was a quarterback and the Bears still weren't a good on a franchise, if they weren't a perennial playoff team, and yet Detroit is better, Green Bay is better, Dallas is always solid, Eagles are always solid, Vikings get past you, and other teams the NFC, just the NFC alone, Cap, mm-hmm. while the grass is growing over your feet and you're standing still and others are getting better, that's another reason why you'd say, all right, Poles, that's enough. You pass in the quarterback class twice. You stayed because of loyalty versus what could be for the future. You didn't reset the quarterback market, and your team is stagnant. And your team is never in the mix for the Super Bowl, never in the mix for the NFC crown. So long. I mean, that's, that's how that works. Right. Because as you try to build this thing, you can't build and say, well, that's enough. This is his direction. And as I've always said, Cap, however he wants to do this, as long as the Bears win, I'm fine with it. However the Bears get this done, however, whoever they're going to choose at whatever position, as long as they win, because I think that's what the general public feels, Cap. Those that are not looking at it with, uh, you know, in minute details like we do from big to small, those just want to know, thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm busy. I have a very short bandwidth. I have just three and a half hours of my life every Sunday to talk about the Bears or watch the Bears. Are we winning or are we losing? Are we getting better or are we not? The lady that just walked out of the Chick-fil-A with a bag of food. She might need to do a few push-ups and sit-ups, maybe a little jogging if we made her the Bears quarterback. But if they announced she was going to be the Bears quarterback, I might not agree with the decision, and I might be vocal in my critique, 
but I'm still going to be rooting for her on Sunday. That's my point. People keep sending me tweets. How will you ever be able to deal with it if Justin's still the quarterback? I'm a Bears fan. I am a Bears fan. My wife had a Justin Fields jersey on for crying out loud. We went to Green Bay this year for the game. If he's the quarterback, he, he's a Bear, I cheer for him. Would that be the decision I would make? No, I've been clear. I'd move on. But whoever pulls picks, if Norling's the quarterback, I'll hold my nose and I will cheer for the Bears. Alongside Bobby Riggs, Jonathan Hood with you here on Captain J. Hood as we go to the wow. phone lines and talk to you. That woman can't play. As we go to Boston, Massachusetts, <laughs> listening on the ESPN He's still Chicago alive. app. No. Adam is on hey Captain J. Hood. Adam, good morning. Good morning. Adam in Boston. Um, What's up, Sparky? Hey. Uh, so I think Stowe's is like the ultimate sto- Poles is the ultimate stoic. And that he doesn't think about the past. He doesn't think about the future. He keeps his feet on the ground. He thinks exactly where he is. And he is still working through his process very methodically, very diligently. And I think the only thing he really copped to in the press conference is that he won't keep Justin and draft a quarterback. But I think he is leaving himself open to do keep Justin or trade for the pick. I, I don't think he has played his hand at all. And if anything, I think he is sending out some smoke. And he's very intentional about everything he says and does. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you are entitled to your opinion. I do not see a scenario where he keeps Justin. I don't. Adam and uh, Adam and Peter King agree. <laughs> Peter said the same thing. And by the way, that was just an educated guess. It's one of the few times King goes on the air and just says, "You know, I have no sourcing on this because I'm retiring soon." But I got a feeling they're going to go down in the draft. I'm surprised he said that with an open mic. By the way. Yeah, that's not I, Peter King. I listened to <laughs> multiple Peter King interviews yesterday, multiple, mm-hmm. and he said, "I haven't talked to Ryan Poles. I know nothing. It's just what I think." He said, "Last year, I sat for forty-five minutes in his suite in Indy. Yeah, he came from a position of being informed." He said, "This time, I'm not at the combine. I don't care about the combine." He said, "When I." didn't care about who got any jobs or when I didn't care about anybody at the Combine, it was time for me to do something else. And that's why he's retired. Ryan Poles on what with Waddle and Sylvie. What is the timeline for a quarterback decision? Timeline's fluid. I think it's important to gather as much information as possible. Um, you know, it's almost like a two-minute drill. You don't want to rush and make mistakes, but you do have to have a sense of urgency to you. Um, definitely going to lean on my team as well as, as we gather information, kind of discuss those things. Um, but I also think there's an instinct to it, too, um, where you feel like there's a situation that hits you the right way. Um, if that's for or against the situation, um, and when it's you kind of get that internal green light, then, then you act on it. That's why I've always kind of lived life, but also I've operated as, as a general manager as well. So we'll continue to do that, and um, hopefully you know, things will continue to be positive. Back to the phone lines. We say hello to Reggie and Gurney on Cap and Jay Hood. Reggie, good morning. Good morning. How you feel? Well, I feel blessed. So they can take Caleb at number one. What about trading number nine down to 13 to Vegas and picking up a second-round pick to increase your draft capital? What player do you want? Well, at 13, I think Romy's going to drop. Based on what I'm saying, he'll probably drop to 13. Who, Roma Duze? That's not happening. He's, he's, well, not getting out of, he's not getting down that far, I don't think. 
Well, then will you then turn around and take the edge rusher, one of the edge rushers, and then pick up the second-round pick? What's the biggest need for the Bears outside of quarterback in that first round for you? Brother. It's wide receiver, but we don't have enough good players, period, though. Oh, I agree. So in that second round, you should get <laughs> so a good player. You, you need a bookend edge rusher, right? I think they're going to sign one in free agency. I do. May not be Denell Hunter. Snorling, who's the other kid out there that has been linked to us, the uh, rush edge who had maybe 10 sacks this year? Uh, no, I know you're talking the. Not I'm blanking on the name. Right? I know you're talking about No, the no, kid from Baltimore, you're talking about Justin Matabuke. He's getting tagged if he doesn't get a long-term deal. Is it a Russian? Is it a linebacker? Or is it a second? Look that up, guys. Look, let's see. Go, go ahead, Carm. Give me the answer. Right. Jesus. What team? You got a team for? I mentioned Christian Wilkins the other day, but Miami's probably not going to let him go. We've talked about Chris Jones. So. Reggie's, I'll help Reggie out. Jared Verse out of Florida State, 13. Yes. That's where you, you want to go. The kid at UCLA, they like as well. Yeah, What's but not to. I mean, he retired from football Lock a couple it. years ago. <laughs> Jared Verse is a monster. See? Yeah, I think, me personally, thanks for the call, Reggie. I think they're going to get a veteran to play on the other edge with Montez Sweat. And they will get a receiver at nine, unless somebody makes them a hell of an offer to trade down. Romaduze will be there at nine. I don't think he will. I don't. I think there's going to be some movement I think there. the guy they really want is Malik Neighbors. Oh. That's the guy they want. But they take any of the top three. So I think you can get two solid players in the top ten. How about that? Kaplan, was it Jonathan Greener, the yes. end from uh, Houston? Yes, that's it. Look it up, boys. What is it? Who is it now? What? Look it up, boys. Back after this. Okay. So, <laughs> can't be. Just can't be. <laughs> Take that, Carl. I'm with you. I'm with you. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our telephone number. Coming up, Courtney Cronin with the latest from the Combine in Indianapolis. And if you're on hold, you will be on the air as we talk Bears. On the home of the Bears, Cap and J-Hood on ESPN 1000. Here's today's headline. Headline with Cap and J-Hood. 7 a.m. hour brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. I see a um, headline that Snorling did not put here in the headlines, so I will improvise it. I'll get to that in a moment. Take that, Danny. Ryan Poles may have tipped his hand yesterday at the NFL Combine, saying he wants to do right by Justin Fields in the event the Bears decide to trade the quarterback. White Sox got baseball's first look at Shohei in a Dodger uniform yesterday. Dodgers beat the Sox 9-6. Otani 1-for-3 with a two-run home run in the game. Otani also was a victim of a strikeout by Garrett Crochet. Bulls allowed Detroit to roll in here and get their ninth win of the season. 105-95 at the UC Bulls shot 2 for 29 at the three-point line in the loss as they fell to 27 and 31 on the seasons. The Pistons improved to a robust 9 and 49. Cubs officially announced the Cody Bellinger signing yesterday with Bellinger expected to meet the media today at spring training and stunning news in college basketball last night. Kansas was beaten at home for the first time in forever. By BYU. Taught those dirty Jayhawks the meaning of the word respect. Yeah. How about that? For those of you on the seventh floor, if you have any meetings with Danny Zetterman, cancel them. 
He's not in a good mood. He's not in a good mood. Nope. They take down number seven, Kansas, last night, 76-68. Sorry, Danny. Jay Moore! Tune in. Welcome back! Welcome, Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Keep your beak out of this. National Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN. You have to temper expectations if you are a Bears fan, just given everything that this team had to kind of undo. Breaking down the Bears and the latest NFL storylines. Poles is given the flexibility and the freedom to take this thing down to the ground floor, down to the studs to be able to build it back up. Courtney Cronin with Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago Here's hoping that you're going to have a great Wednesday. It's a Waddle Wednesday on Cap and Jay Hood. We'll hear from Tommy coming up at 835. But now, time to go to the hotline. That'd be the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Courtney Cronin covers the Chicago Bears like a blanket for ESPN and ESPN.com. She joins us from Indianapolis. Good morning, Courtney. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're fine. Thank you very much. Uh, Courtney, what is the one thing that you learned from Ryan Poles that you already didn't know? I guess what we didn't know was the timeline for when the Bears, we we had an idea of when they should uh, be eyeing a trade for Justin Fields if they're going to do that, but the way that Ryan Poles spoke about it yesterday, he talked about things that he had not gone into that territory on yet. Like, he never inter- truly entertained the idea of a Justin Fields trade publicly, the way that he spoke about it. And it's not like he denied it, but he, at the same time, started to lay the groundwork of, yeah, ideally we'd like to get it done before free agency. So within the next two weeks that he wants to give his quarterback the clarity so he's not living in that quote-unquote gray area that he talked about. And then... I thought it was kind of telling, like, of all of the comments, I asked him a question at the end about, you know, if you're going to do this, like, you're you're delivering this news at a weird time when not everybody's together to a, a team, though, where they universally love Justin Fields. Like, they love the guy. That's going to be a blow. And how do you deal with the potential anxiety of that? And he said he doesn't have it because he knows that, like, whatever he's going to do is going to – the guys are going to know it's in the best interest of the team. And I don't know if that's him – potentially tipping his hand that like he views that as a fields trade somewhere else for the team to use the number one overall pick. But there was a lot in 15 minutes from polls yesterday and kind of like gives you like, all right, these are the time. This is the timeline. These are the days be looking for something in the next, I don't know, like two weeks and potentially by the end of next week. So as you listened to him yesterday, and I heard you ask that question, there were a few times where I don't know if it was calculated or it slipped where, like, when we do this, he made mm-hmm. that comment was one. The other I thought was exceptionally telling was, look, our players, it speaks to our culture, but they don't have a long-term outlook for this thing like I do. And I yeah. get it. Is there any scenario you see Justin back here? Because I don't know how you dangle your franchise guy out there and then walk that back. That's the hard part. You know what I mean? Like the comments that were made yesterday about Justin Fields, how do you bring him? It's not that like he said, hey, he's up for sale. Like, you know, whoever wants to trade for Justin Fields, give me a call. I think that's implied. But it would be kind of difficult to envision 
Fields back, especially with the way that this team has left the door open. I know that, you know, when Eberflus talked, it was basically like, well, there's two options. It's Justin or it's a rookie. Um, but even the way that he talked about what he wants from a quarterback and it's situational awareness, and he mentioned the fourth quarter, the third downs, all of the things that we heard him talk about with Justin wanting to improve upon last year, but I don't know if he, if the Bears saw the improvement that they wanted. You, If you're connecting dots, you're you're laying a path towards this trade happening sooner rather than later. And I just, I think what Pulse was getting at when he's talking about the guys in the locker room, but there's emotion tied to that. And they know the business aspect, but they truly don't. Like none of us truly do about like what it takes to pull something like this off and that you don't just make a move like this, you know, freestyling it. Like there's a lot of work that goes into it to make the franchise guy, the right guy to get your team and it's a team that's, you know, if a rookie quarterback's coming in here, they're coming into a place that has the groundwork laid over, like, two really tough years. He's not coming into a bad team. And I think the way that Ryan Poles looks at the long-term outlook, he has to consider all of those factors in, where, whereas players have emotion in the moment for their guy, for the guy that they've seen work day in and day out that has been the same person throughout. And I think there's always going to be difference in opinion about how to handle things when you have the long-term business approach in mind when players honestly do live in a more day-to-day world because just simply the fact that your careers don't last forever in the NFL and you are worried about more of the short-term what's right in front of you versus the long-term like Ryan Poles has to think about. Courtney, we talked earlier this morning about Jalen Johnson. Like with Ryan Poles, you're sure that Jalen Johnson is going to be a bear. With Justin Fields, he says he wants to do right by Justin Fields, so it makes it murky that Fields returns. I want to get your thoughts about Jalen Johnson. Where do you place him amongst the most important bears on this roster when he returns? Most important? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, probably like two, maybe three at the very like at the very lowest because of course a quarterback's going to be number one. They probably Montez Sweat's number two, and then Jalen Johnson. Like he's the best cornerback last year. Like performance wise, numbers wise, everything they asked him to do, he is he fulfilled that, and he deserves to be paid as such. I thought it was interesting the way that Poles talked yesterday. Like you don't typically say those things that's that's him launching the hot potato back in Jalen Johnson's team like over to them being like all right here you go like the contract the structure the cash flow up front the guarantees the chance for him at 24 years old to hit free agency again like you assume all right that's a four or five year deal so by the time he's 29 he can test the market again like I just I feel like you don't say those things unless you know something is imminent and that they don't want to go to the last resort option of using the franchise tag, but because he is in that top three player of player importance for this team, if it comes to that, they're going to have to do it. They're not letting him walk out of this building. So Ryan Pohl is going back to his January comments of he's not going anywhere. Well, yeah, one way or another, he's not. Like They just hopefully for their sake, can get him under contract long-term because it helps with cap planning, it helps with personnel, um, and what you're planning to do potentially in free agency in the draft. doesn't mean they won't draft another corner. I think that's always a position that they want to have an abundance at. But it's it was th- those are some pretty strong comments that make you think, all right, if a deal's not done it, by the end of this week, because that deadline is March 5th to use the franchise tag, that's probably the way it's going to trend if this is going up until the 11th hour. The Bears also made a small move, but I think they added a former NFL quarterback into the mix in their offensive coaching staff. 
he talked polls yesterday openly about the support system. There should be, I don't understand why there'd be concerns from Caleb about what we've got here. We've tried to really put a great infrastructure in place. You can't tell me all these guys are coming here to try and fix Justin in year four, right? Well, would they have fired Luke Getze? Would they have wanted to put Justin in his third offense in four years if they felt he needed that much? I don't know. Like, I just, I, I don't, I don't think the steps that have already been made and the groundwork that feels like it's being laid would have been done if it was a slam dunk that Fields is coming back. I just don't get that. And, you know, the infrastructure that Poles spoke of yesterday and Eberflus talked about it too is the fact that this is a team that's on the rise. Like, the team that has a chance to be a very good team next year based on the moves that they've made the last two years, the draft picks that they've hit on, the free agents that they've hit on, the trades that have worked out incredibly well for them between DJ Moore and Montez Sweat. Like, there's all of that stuff to consider. So I thought the answer that he gave on the Caleb Williams thing was the right one. And I don't think you say that unless, I don't know if that's any sort of leverage play if Caleb really doesn't want to come to Chicago. But it's a way to say, hey, you're not coming to the same place that can't develop a quarterback to save its life. You're not coming to the place that, has had so much of a that has been such a struggle in helping rookies come along at that position, and then the turnover year after year. Like you're not coming to a place where your career is going to be in jeopardy. Like that's what I took from that. And they're going to meet with him today. They're going to meet with the other top quarterback prospects throughout the next couple hours and the next day or so. And then we're going to hear from him on Friday. Like that is going to be among the first questions that Caleb Williams gets. Like we've we heard all this stuff. We haven't heard it from the horse's mouth. Do you? Or you do you, or you do you not want to go to Chicago if they draft you? Like he's going to have to answer for that, and Bulls already did from his part. Now it's going to be on Caleb. But it doesn't really matter, right? Hoodie and I have talked about this. If if he says I'd prefer not to go to Chicago, too bad, right? Yeah, and I've got I've had people ask me, oh, what about Eli Manning in that situation? Like I just want to put this out there. Like if you're the first family in football, more or less, and you're football royalty, like. That pain-in-the-ass move that they pulled when he got drafted by the Chargers I think was absurd. I think the league knows that, and the league also knows it's kind of unprecedented. But I don't think we're going to see that, that, that sort of thing happen again. But, like, he doesn't have leverage in it. He really doesn't because the Bears have the number one overall pick. And like Paul said yesterday, like, if, you know, to move off of that, if you have a player that you are so, like, convicted on, like, that this is our guy to help take this team to the next level like there's just there's nothing that the quarterback can do I mean obviously you'd know through all of the research that this team does man what's going to happen is he going to sit out for a year like is he just not going to play you'd still own his rights as a rookie to his rookie deal but that's such a that's so far down the line that I just don't think that realistically they'd be talking this this way about what the quarterbacks could potentially, how that could, could unfold in the draft order and the guys that they would be interested in if Oof. they felt that the Caleb Williams thing was like legit, that he really didn't want to come to Chicago. Courtney, as always, we appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. It is Courtney Cronin who covers the Bears for ESPN.com. It's on the hotline, the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Now, I want to know why, when I have a frog in my throat, you yell from over there, clear it out, Harry. Why don't you say that to her? Why don't you jump down her throat and go, clear it out, Harry. Phrasing. (laughs) Careful now. 
Wow. What? She can't be live the locker room life like we do? Hello, my baby. It was a little uh, a little problematic at the end there with that answer. Right. Bring that bring bring that back, Jay Moore. We want to hear. Listen, <laughs> Cap, we we get on you about it because you got to do three hours of radio a day. It's okay. Yeah. Courtney's been on TV nonstop <laughs> since like eight a.m. yesterday. Nonstop. She's been on TV. She's been on the radio here. She's been doing other radio shows. God knows. And I've seen her on ESPN <laughs> nonstop. Little excuse built in. Oh God. <laughs> That's so weak. Clear it out, Harry. I mean, whatever. I love Courtney. I think she is so good at her job, and she's a better person. Like, I truly, she's one of my favorite teammates I've ever had. She's incredible. Well, what about that that answer at the end, though? Clear it out, Harry. (laughs) Just go, hold on, guys. Why didn't you okay. say it? Why are you getting on Hood for not saying because it? Like, that's you're his line, and I don't steal his lines unless I give him, I tell him first. Hey, I'm stealing that line. That was awesome. Hello, my baby. 312 332 ESPN, 332 our phone number. Wow. Coming up, shot or no shot, but your phone calls next on Captain J Hood. Welcome back to Captain J Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain J Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Eddie from the North Side, and here's Joey G with us here on Captain J Hood. Yes, this is awesome. Eddie, good morning. Eddie? All right, Joey G. Hello, Joey. Excuse me, I was just getting done saying goodbye to Eddie. <laughs> well, we're going to say goodbye to Eddie right now. Hey, where is Eddie? Hey, boys. <laughs> Eddie, where are you? <laughs> this is twice he's done this in two weeks. Ban. No oh, more. Ban. Wow. How about no that? No more. You're done, Eddie, but we got our friend Joey G. That's good enough. What's up, Joey? Joey G, good oh. morning, sir. How are you, gentlemen? Good. We're good, Joey. How's the throat? Yeah, it's a little rough today. Okay. Well, that, that's all right. Put the cigarettes down. Oh. Yeah. I don't think it's the cigarettes, Cap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> get yourself um, a chickie's beef. Uh, I want to go to um, the gray area question. Yeah. To me, it sounds like that's the end from Justin. Uh, the second thing, I know you're going to throw me off the air. <laughs> What about Kirk Cousins? Yeah, stop. You're paying a 36-year-old $45 million coming off an Achilles? No, stop. No. I, 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 I was just looking for multiple picks. If we trade the number one pick, I think we can win a Super Bowl in two years. No. Stop. It's a good conversation, though, Joey, and here's why. This is not this. Your thought is Evan Cohen's thought and a few others that's brought this up. I've said that what if the Bears are able to get Kirk Cousins? First of all, I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a very solid quarterback. The numbers are what they are. You can't turn a blind eye to them. However, Joey, the thing is, like, I if if Kirk Cousins has not won a Super Bowl with Minnesota, why do you think he's going to have it with the Bears? 
because the Bears had more potential to knock them dead this year with the cap money. You got Stefan Diggs going to be a free agent. Uh, he's a good receiver. What is, I, well, I, what is with you with the old guys? I don't want a 31-year-old Diggs. I don't. Damn. I'm sorry. What's wrong with the old guys, Cap? <laughs> what's wrong with me and you? It, ah! I didn't say anything. <laughs> the old guys go sit at Chickie's Beef and chop it up instead of getting our head kicked in out on the football field. I want to be young and vibrant and lean and mean. I want Caleb Williams and Malik Neighbors or Harrison. Let's go. Oh, you got me, Cap. Let's go. Take that. Yeah, I mean, what Joey Joey. Joey said is not anything that's, you know, out of left field. We've heard this before. And I just think in the Division 1 and 2, Kirk Cousins would get you to a certain level. I see him as a B-to-C quarterback. Look, I'm not even going to go as far as stat compiler because I think that's too far. But he does bring up a lot of numbers. He does give you a lot of production. But I think that there's a ceiling there. And the injury situation you talked about is something that is true. Look, if you dropped him into a certain situation... You know, a really, really good football team. He can get you there. You could win. Baltimore. You dropped him on the Chiefs, you could win. Mm-hmm. You dropped him at Baltimore, he could at least get as far as Lamar. He's a good football player. Snorley's having a heart attack back there. But How not- much effing help does this dude need? He's had the best wide receiver in football for three years. How much effing help do we got to get Kirk Cousins? Dude, he's he's put up Holy good numbers. They, where'd they go? 13, 14 and 3 the other two years this ago? This guy died to Daniel effing Jones at home. How much help we got to get this dude? He didn't. The Vikings did. Oh, my did. God, Captain. Kirk Cousins. You put him on the Chiefs, they would have gone far. They had anybody other than Patrick Mahomes, they would have lost to Miami. Well, that's, well, that's true. The, 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 I was going to have a stroke back here, Hoodie. I'm yeah. like, holy hell. Yeah, well, well, that's true. Think about the last thing that Norling just said there. Because how many other quarterbacks can go over, can get past all those drop passes besides Patrick Mahomes? All those drop passes. Well, Patrick Mahomes is going to go down as the greatest one of all time. Yeah, Kirk Cousins couldn't get around those drop passes. We saw him in the quarterback documentary there on Netflix. He might be a good uh, teammate, but <laughs> the win has to be perfect. The throws have to be perfect for him to be able to excel. <laughs> and by the way, in the playoff loss to the Giants, Kirk Cousins, 31 of 39, that's 80%, for 273, two touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Yeah, So let's very, not put it on him. No, very much colored by the numbers quarterback from a production standpoint. But anything off platform or anything outside the ordinary... He just he just produces. I'm just saying this guy had Justin Jefferson. He's got T.J. Hawkinson. He had Dalvin Cook for a long time. How much help we really got to get this dude? Well, this dude's put up great numbers. Yes, I mean, and he doesn't win. I just this idea he's going to go someplace and win is. Yeah, I think there's a ceiling. If he came here in a Bears uniform, I think he gets you to a certain level, but not all the way. Right, but what I'm saying is, if you dropped him into. A really good football team. Really good. I don't think Minnesota's really good anymore. Like San Francisco? Yeah, if he was the quarterback of the 49ers, mm-hmm. he would have a chance to win the Super Bowl. He's good enough to do well, that. Well, there I won't argue because anybody could be a quarterback there. Oh! Wow. 
Apparently. You could go play quarterback for the 49ers and get to the NFC title game. Just follow directions. Yeah, I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle Shanahan's going to drop that first read for you. Just get the ball to Christian McCaffrey. By the way, did you know this? It it really is the driver's ed of offense, is it not? It is. But did you know, apparently, Kyle Shanahan has cameras around the facility so he can have surveillance to see if you're watching tape. Okay, that's bogus. Damn. His dad did it, and they said Kyle does it. He watches you watching tape to make sure you're doing your job when you're in the building. Well, in the bathrooms, too. Got him in the locker room. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you want to see me watch tape, Shanny? I'm going to do a little. I'm going to drop some trial. Want to watch that? At break, I'm going to take a look. But I, I was told they absolutely have surveillance. Okay, I don't like that. Oh. I don't like that. No, I don't think it matters. No, I'm just saying, like, if for Kyler Murray you want to do that, I think that you need that for him. But for the rest of the team, no. Jay Moore, if that's me, you know what I'm doing. Like, you, oh, you want to watch me on, on film? Let me show you what I'm watching. Here's my OnlyFans fans account. Here you go. Ah. Ah. And then he comes in and goes, yeah, get that hood guy out of here. How about that? Shake him up, shake him up, shake him up, shake him. Wow. <laughs> let me... Let me let me show you something on film. I'm doing my job. Cut that camera off. Jiggy, jiggy, jerkins. <laughs> I'll dare him. Surveillance film? What am I, in jail? Pretty much. Nah, man. Nah. I don't need that. Just trust. I will do my job. I don't need him to be looking at me, looking at film. I'm going to do a little deeper dive at the break. That's what I'm hearing. Is he a cop? Yep. Coming up. We'll have shot or no shot. Don't forget, it's a Waddle Windsor. We'll hear from Tom Waddle coming up at 835. In two minutes on Cap and J Hood.